Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Colin Coward podcast on Friday. Uh, I can't believe how popular it was, my take on uh, Baker Mayfield spotting a UFO. And, uh, you know, obviously it was tongue-in-cheek, but it is interesting. Um, I I would prefer my franchise quarterback not talk about UFOs, and I know most people don't understand that. I'm going to give you a reason why. So remember when Jimmy Garoppolo had dinner with a porn star, and I went on the air and I said, this is not great. He's going to get yelled at. 100% of the feedback was 100%. It's no big deal. And it isn't to you because you're not famous. And 99.9% of you will never be famous or franchise quarterbacks or the leader of an industry. Overwhelmingly, almost 100% of you listening to me are just normal people, have nice jobs. Maybe you work at a law firm, you work at Home Depot, you're a landscaper, you're a teacher, you have normal jobs. So fans often don't understand, oh, I'm a celebrity. Oh, I'm a franchise quarterback. So John Lynch was pissed and reamed out Jimmy Garoppolo. So that was one of those where I said, yeah, this isn't going to go well. And then the fans 100% said, it just doesn't matter. Franchise quarterbacks should not be having public dinners with porn stars. You can do it at home. You can do it at her place. You can do it at your place. You can do it any place. Don't do it next to TMZ in Beverly Hills. Same with Baker Mayfield. It's no big deal if he's a UFO. But if you were an agent and you had a quarterback and he was going to be interviewed before the draft and he set you up for the interviews and he prepped you and he said, listen, they're going to try to find little quirks and flaws in your character. And he wrote down, listen, if they ask you if you've seen a UFO, even if you have, just say no. You don't want them to think you're a kook. Because remember, over half of Americans don't believe in UFOs. This is why presidents, when asked about it, this is why senators and governors generally say, oh, no, I haven't, and give an ambiguous, vague answer. It's not the end of the world, and nobody thinks it is. But this is, this is a blind spot for fans. By the way, the media often has blind spots. The media never discusses their bias, and we all have bias in the media. And most people in the media just, it's a blind spot. They, they just, they think they're above bias. No, they're not. Overwhelmingly, newspaper reporters vote Democrat. It absolutely can shade some of their reporting. Absolutely. The blind spot for fans is, well, that's no big deal. No, it's not to you or anybody in your family. But it is a big deal for public figures to be on their best behavior when making comments. Now, I would 
I wouldn't want my quarterback rushing to Twitter to say say he saw a UFO. It, it's not going to determine the AFC North. But it is funny about this kind of stuff. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, has said it before, and uh, it's wildly entertaining to me. But that's just the that's the reality of being a franchise quarterback. I've always said you have to be uniquely mature. Johnny Manziel's talented. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. They're all uniquely talented, but they weren't uniquely mature. Andrew Luck was. Russell Wilson was. Uh, remember Big Ben got into trouble early in his career? If he's not talented, he's out of the league. So, you know, these are, these are, I just saw, when I saw the Baker UFO story, I just rolled my eyes. I didn't make much of it. I did a three, three minute rant out of my three hours. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it is interesting. The response that people are outraged. How could it be a big deal? When you're a public figure, you don't see pictures of me with alcohol in my hand. I never have alcohol in my hand. I try not to ever when I take pictures with people. Why? I don't want my bosses to see it. I don't want my advertisers to see it. I don't want to be marginalized by people. I take pictures all everywhere I go, everywhere I go, every point of America, I, people come up and want a picture. It's no big deal. I do it five times a day, sometimes 20 times a day if I'm at an event. It's no big deal. I don't care. But I try to make sure I'm smiling. I don't have a, a beer in my hand. And so this is the blind spot of the fans, believing none of this stuff ever matters. Public figures, you'd be, you'd be amazed what matters. You would be amazed what quarterbacks in the NFL have been called in for to their bosses. I think you'd be shocked by it. I think you'd be amazed how often television people in the country are called into their bosses for something that never makes the press that the media or their media bosses are mad about. It's just the reality of being a public figure. It's no big deal. It's not the end of the world, but it's just a thought. All right, so I bring in my friend Eric Mangini. So, folks, you've heard my rant on this. So if you were drafting a quarterback and you had 15 minutes to interview him and you would had a couple of, you know, you had a couple of trick questions. You want to make sure this guy is quick on his feet. And let's say you asked him a trick, a, a question about UFOs. If he admitted he'd seen UFOs, uh, he was fascinated by UFOs. What would be your takeaway? Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought it was a bit. I, I didn't read deeply into the, into the article or any of the reaction because I thought it was something that he was doing to joking around. Uh, I, <laughs> I I really liked the things that Baker's done this this off season and. And even into last year, but when I see things like this, it doesn't fire me up. I'm not sitting there going, "Yeah, that's what I want my my guy to be talking about is is, is UFOs." Uh, and and in the draft process, Colin, we'd always try to ask questions to see if we could get guys to talk about things that could be, I don't know if it's red flag, but just things that we would then have to talk about in the in the meeting room, and that would. That would be a concern. We would have to discuss that if, if we were talking about our guy bringing him in number one overall and, and he was into UFOs or, and really felt like he saw one. That'd be a concern. That'd be a little bit of worry. You know, and I tell the audience this. This is the blind spot for fans. Fans always say it doesn't matter. And I, and I say to them, that's because you're an insurance salesman or you work at Home Depot or you're a landscaper. It doesn't matter in your world. But if you're a governor or franchise quarterback or a superintendent of a high school, you probably want to not rush to social media to talk about UFOs. Fans have, in my career, it is the blind spot of fans. Little things, like I never take a picture with alcohol in my hand. If you and I go out to dinner, somebody comes up and I've had a cocktail or have it, I put it down when I take a picture because I don't want to marginalize myself, my company, my advertisers, my affiliates, right? Yeah. Nobody else would think that. And so, so it is interesting. So you do put, you would put up and Belichick, by the way, you, you can share this now during your process in new England is bill putting draftees and kids in situations to have to answer, you know, uh, go either way questions. Well, yeah. You, you would always like, even when I met with kids, I, I loved, I loved when the guys came in to the facility for the visits because you got to spend a lot of time with them. And ask them a ton of questions, and and you would try to ask some questions that would get them talking, that would get them outside of the 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 preparation that they had been given, where you can actually see some of their personality. Asking them stuff like, uh, if you were in a movie, if you were, if there was a movie about your life, who would play you and why? 
you know, who would play your leading lady? Okay, well, I want you to ask some questions, and I'm going to answer them as if I'm a quarterback because I think it's a good answer. Okay. So ask me. All two, right. So, so well, I'm going to let's it. do that okay. one first. First of all, no, I like if you could have lunch with anybody, living or dead, who would it be and why? George Washington, because he had no template to be a president. And then he could have maintained the presidency. He relinquished power, unlike the guy that was in the White House recently. <laughs> he, he had power. He was the most powerful person in our country. But he realized his time was over beyond being president and a hero. And I think it's fascinating when you don't have a roadmap. What are your instincts? What is your decency? And I would like to sit down and talk about a guy. I mean, if I was a quarterback and there'd never been a quarterback, it would be more difficult because I've taken things from certain quarterbacks. This is how you act. This is what you say. This is what you do after a loss. I just think George Washington's the most fascinating person you could talk to. Yeah, great answer. So there's really there's there's no bad answer as long as you can explain why your answer is 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 what it is. You know, someone said Jesus and I said, why? And they say, because I want to ask him whether or not I'm going to heaven. And I thought, okay, that's, <laughs> that's a really, that is a, and, and he said, and if not, why? You know, I thought, oh, okay, that, that's pretty good. Um, all right. So, so making a movie of your life, it's, it's a Colin Coward movie. Who's playing you and why? Boy, that's a good question. Who is playing me and why? An actor Marlon Brando once said, as an actor, you can only be yourself or a version of your father. Okay. So I think, I think it would be fascinating if my father as a child could play me so I could watch, because I can't understand how I act because I don't watch me. I am me. It Colin, would be you're not trying to, to get my... into Wesleyan. You're trying to get into the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you want a simple answer? Yeah, I want an actor that, like, that, that's deep. It's layers. And you'd be, look, you're a lot of fun to go out to dinner with for this reason. You know, the answers are, are like this. But if, if we're in the meeting room okay. and you're a 20, okay. you know, 21-year-old, 22-year-old guy, you're probably going to give me more. All right. I would say Tom Hanks. Because I feel like um, he's courageous, but doesn't tell you it. He's smart, but never brags about it. He's thoughtful without saying it. Um, he's, he has values, doesn't have to advertise it. I just feel like he's rock solid. Okay. He, I get everything I want, and he never has to pump his chest and tell you about it. Okay. Great answer. Let me just follow up one more thing. Your your house is on fire. You can take one material object from your house. Just one. Everybody's out safe. They, you don't have to worry about the, the family of the animals. What material object would you take from your house? As an adult or as, as right a 20-year-old kid? Right now. I would take the picture of my family at Watch Hill, Rhode Island, on one of the great days of our life at the beach when the kids were learning to swim and surf. And there's a picture of all of us at the beach. And I grabbed that picture. It's a good one. There are a lot of answers on, on that one. Some guys would say their wallet because they couldn't replace the, you know, it'd be hard to replace all their credit cards and license. Yeah. Some people say cell phone. Um, you know, this was even further back where all your information was on your cell phone. It wasn't backed up on uh, right. or your laptop. Because things were backed up on the cloud, everything was there. Um, Bibles, family pictures, uh, you know. But you get a range of of stuff like that, and and these are these are questions that you know you're not really preparing with your agent for. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I've always had this theory. Now I'm agnostic, so I'm not very religious. I grew up in a non traditional family, but um, super religious kids. Now, I always said, you know, I, I want you to believe something beyond yourself and the power of that. But if somebody comes in and talks a lot of religion over and over and over and over, I mean, Tim Tebow, it was it, it was the first thing through the door. Could you ever think to yourself, wow, that he is that is that really drives his life 
And it's sometimes I'm going to need him to be a hard. I'm going to need him to be tough. People are going to swear around him. Like, is you ever, have you ever talked to a kid that was too nice? Well, yeah. But it's, it's also what some guys will talk religion and talk Bible because they think it's what you want to hear. But then when you drill down, so someone will say, you know, what's your favorite? What's the last book you read? The Bible. Oh, do you read the Bible a lot? Yeah, I read it all the time. Oh, really? What's your favorite Bible verse? And why? Well, um, you know, but you, you said you read it all the time, right? So there must be something that, that and, and you can find out pretty quickly who, who is legitimately behind it and who is putting it out there because they think that's what the world wants to see. And I'd say in terms of, of guys being too nice, religion, it's, it's an industry and it's a business where it's so much uncertainty. You know, your career could be over any second with an injury. You can get cut, all these things. Religion is a, is a big comfort in, in that environment. And to have certainty that God's plan is, is God's plan, I think it helps a lot of guys push through some of the challenges associated with sports. The Colin Coward Podcast, proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free. No deposit required at all. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly. Instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? First of all, FanDuel Fantasy, easy to use app. Take five seconds. Pick a new team every game. Compete for top cash payouts. For new users, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. So just go to FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. That pays the bill for us. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. They know we sent you FanDuel more ways to win. Eric Mangini's joining us on the Colin Coward Podcast. So over the last 24 hours, the Russell Wilson stuff has really escalated. And I, and I threw this out there today. I said, listen, in 2021, everybody wants a resolution on everything. They want an apology. They want an answer. They want a resolution. And the truth is, Brady and Belichick didn't go to dinner. Kobe and Phil argued. Parcells and Sims didn't get along. Deal with it. You don't have to be best friends. Everybody wants a resolution on everything. By the way, my wife and I have bad weeks. I don't run away that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll should get over it. And the reality is there are times in a locker room where guys hate each other, but you all kind of understand it's work, move forward, win games. And I look at this and I think, God, in 2021, you know, I, I deal with my kids all the time and they talk. I can't believe they said this. And I said, believe it. They're human. People think awful things about you. You're going to compete your whole life against girls that are going to smile to your face and they want to get the job you want. And so I look at Pete and Russ and I think to myself, it doesn't need resolution. Just deal with it. Get over it and play. Your thoughts on that? I, going through this, Colin, trying to figure out what the problem is. Because Schottenheimer was there. I, I, Brian was my offense coordinator. He's a great guy. Russ had plenty, plenty of input. Plenty of input. And, you know, I know the two guys that are in there there now. I've worked with both of them. He's going to have plenty of input with the new offensive coordinator and the new running game coordinator. And and the idea that that he's not being heard, that's not true. I, I think it's more in line with, <clears throat> similar to Brady and Belichick, as you get older, sometimes it's hard for the guy in charge to see you as anything but that young player you were when they first got uh -huh. you and, and Tom at 43 is very different than Tom at, at 23 and his life has changed. He's a dad. He's, he's, he's a, an adult. He's not only adult, he's an adult approaching middle age. <laughs> like this is a, it's a different, right. it's a different dynamic. So maybe that, that relationship, that, that initial young guy mentor has, has changed for Russell. And then he's, grown frustrated with it. That's the only thing I can look at and say, this is the reason why there's, there's disagreements, but to your point, yeah, yeah get over it, get a, like, a trade that I could see make making sense is would they ever send Russell to Houston for Deshaun? Like, would you ever make that swap? 
Would you ever said like that? Then you'd at least be getting, you know, talent for for talent. It, like, but there's just too much money too to, to to move on from Russell. Like you can't make the trade. Did you? I mean, be honest about it. Brady seems like the kind of guy that gets along with virtually everybody. But he had to have teammates he didn't love. I mean, Tom's so driven. If a guy wasn't a grinder, I mean, were there ever times, you don't even have to mention a name, that Tom, you could tell, he just didn't work with certain guys. Yeah, we we all go through that. The locker room is is such a cross-section of society. You got, you, you know, all different nationalities, white, black, Hispanic, right on down the line, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, all different parts of the country, all different levels of religious conviction, all different, uh, you name it, it, it's in there and everybody's got to operate on the same page and and they don't all get along. It, it's, you know, sometimes, sometimes the guy two lockers over is someone you can't stand. And, and look, it's the same thing for coaching staffs. I mean, there's, there's been plenty of times where you're on a coaching staff and you got to spend 12, 14 hours a day with a guy and you just, you you know, it's the last thing you want to do. The last thing you want to do. But you got to figure out a way to disagree without being disagreeable and and move on and just deal with it. You just got to deal with it. Yeah, that is, um, you know, look at your two jobs. So you hire people, you often hire allies and friends. Do you ever hire on your staff? Because I, I thought this year was a good year for candidates. I didn't think it was a great year for hires. I think you can do better than Dan Campbell. Uh, I think David Cully is 67 and never been a coordinator, probably a reason. Uh, I don't think those are great hires. Um, but whatever. It is when you construct a staff, mm-hmm. did you ever construct it with a guy you didn't necessarily love, but you thought he added something to the soup? something to the jambalaya that you thought, you know what? He's a little spicy, but this staff needs it. You know, when I first got to New York, I didn't know what to make of Mike Westoff. Mike is, Mike speaks his mind. He's, he's very uh, opinionated and you know, it, it, it can take you off, off guard, especially initially, you know, I'm a young head coach and this guy, he wasn't holding back. He wasn't holding back from the second I met him. But I was so happy that I kept him. And I was so happy that his personality was in the room. Because what happens when you're a head coach is everybody is hesitant to tell you the truth. Everybody's hesitant to tell you things you don't want to hear. And one of the greatest values you can have are the guys that tell you exactly how they feel. The guys that are honest. because they're going to, they're the ones that are are really your friends. You know, when you go to dinner with someone, you've got spinach in your teeth, your friend tells yeah. you you got spinach in the teeth. It's uncomfortable, but you really want to hear it. You really want to know. And, and those, you know, having that brutal honesty in a room where it can be uncomfortable, but it's something I really was glad I, a decision I was glad I made. And he's become a great friend. You know, yeah. You know, yeah, he's probably the most known special teams coach in the history of the sport. Oh, he, of course, is. I can't think of any. Uh, Gunther Cunningham was for a while. John Harbaugh. Yep. Brad. Who Brad I didn't know Sealy. anything about. Really good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eric Eric Mangini joining us in the Colin Coward podcast. Um, you know, you look around at this time, the free agency and the draft. So I'll, we'll get into the draft later. But free agency is interesting. Because, you know, when you buy a used car, it may look great, but you don't really know if those are real miles. And it's just like when you buy a new house and somebody else has lived in it, every house has secrets. Every house has the air conditioning flare up or, you know, they're just something that it just drives you nuts. And when you look at free agency, 33% of free agents work. More don't. Where you go back to your career, go go even go to New England in your three Super Bowls. What was Bill's view on it? Your view on it about free agents? Bring it in a used car, even if it's beautiful. Well, the the first thing with free agency is it's never free. It's always you're paying way over market value for that house too, especially early on. 
the value is in week two, week three, and, and down the line. And our approach to free agency early in New England was we had to get value. You know, like Mike Vrabel was a free agent, but he was a core special teams guy that we brought in yes. that became a really good player or, or player or yeah. Larry Izzo or, or, or any of those guys. But I like free agency so much more in the draft because if you do your research, you can find out a lot closer what the problems are with that house, what the problems are with that car. Because you've got friends in the league. Odds are you've got a friend who's coached that guy somewhere else. Odds are that guy's trustworthy enough to tell you the pluses and minuses. You get to watch him on pro tape against other players that you know. To me, there should be a lot more certainty in free agency than the, the draft because you know what you're looking at and evaluating. And typically, you know people who have dealt with the guy who should tell you the truth. If you get surprised in free agency, it's it's your fault. It's your fault. You didn't you didn't push hard enough to to get the answers. And the draft is that's a lot more uncertainty, a lot harder to deal with. I remember New England went and spent some money on a linebacker from Baltimore and it didn't Adelius work. Out Thomas, right. right? Why didn't that work? I think that didn't work because Adelius was from a very different family um, tree football-wise. And he was used to the way things Baltimore did things. Did, and, and that had been successful, and he had been successful. But nobody cares when you get to New England how you did things in Baltimore. Nobody cares how you did things at, at Michigan. Nobody, he doesn't, nobody cares. You're now a New England Patriot. This is the way we do it. And you fall in line with the way that that – that it's done. And, and I don't know, I'm sure that was a shock to his system. And it's a guy who got paid a ton of money. So you, he's fairly empowered and it's not for everybody. It, it's, I say that all the time, Colin, there's no officers club in New England. Like if you're used to being the guy somewhere else and you come in there and think you're going to have that same sort of uh, advantage. Nope. Doesn't work that way. Um, listen, I use divorce as a uh, analogy or metaphor often because I am divorced and it was a, 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 a hard experience and I learned a lot from it. And I mean, listen, Belichick's the best coach of all time, but it nobody wants to have a divorce and your wife marries uh, George Clooney. OK, we're all human. Um, I, I'm sure Bill would have preferred he made the playoffs, too, and Tom didn't have this remarkable season. Bill's human. Um, Bill would never say that, obviously. But do you think Bill is a little surprised by how little talent there is on the quarterback free agent market? How often these players are overpaid? I mean, they have the 15th pick and nobody in the AFC is going to do Bill Belichick any favors and let him move up and get the quarterback of his dreams. Do you think privately Bill would acknowledge this quarterback market, it's dicey. I've been in this sport. He's been in this sport like 30 years, and he's had two good ones. He's had Brady, and then with the Giants, they had Bill Sims. Bill Sims. I mean, it's he, he's been he's had 30 quarterbacks around him. He's had two guys. Testaverde, who, you know, uh, he's okay. Uh, uh, but, I mean, would Bill in a private moment acknowledge, it? boy, it's a dicey world to get a quarterback. I would imagine that when you've had something for 20 years, you can lose appreciation for how good it is. And, and you can definitely start thinking that, you know, maybe some of the things that you did from a scheme perspective were so good that regardless of who you plug in there, it's, it's going to work really well. And then you you make a change and, and reality sets in and you had the greatest player in the history of, of football. And he helped make a lot of things so much better. And and yeah. and you know not taking away from anything Bill did with, with Tom, but I'm sure over 20 years you lose track. Look, we in being married, I've been married a long time. I'm sure my wife feels that there's some things that I don't appreciate anymore that I should. Right. Um, but 
yeah, it's 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 gonna be hard, hard to ever replace that. And nowhere else it's gonna be hard, Tom, is in the locker room. The legitimacy that that Tom gave Bill from a a coaching perspective, in the sense that if he's coaching Tom Brady hard and Tom Brady's doing it, there's nobody else in that room that's gonna say, I'm not gonna do that. But now when you don't have Tom Brady in that locker room anymore, it's a different dynamic. And we don't have Tom Brady going to the locker room and co-signing on things. It's a different dynamic. And I'd say even from a free agency perspective, like getting guys to come to New England, probably going to be a little harder than it used to be because you don't have Tom Brady in that sure. locker room. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of things that are are being affected by that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brady is, you know, generally in football, we appreciate what we can see. So much of Brady's greatness is what you can't see, the audibles. You know, I, I said this about Barack Obama. He inherited a potential depression. Yep. And so he doesn't get credit for avoiding a depression because we didn't have it. Right. Right. So you just think, well, I mean, we were in a brief recession without the right moves in his first year because of what he inherited in the market. It could have been like, you know, back in our grandfather's time when I mean, the the food lines were in every city in America. You don't get credit for the disasters you avoid. Brady, for at least the last 15 years of his career, certainly the last 10. How many bad plays did he audible out of? You don't know because you didn't <laughs> you did, see them. Right. It, but it, it's it's not just that. It's how many disagreements did he did he um, make sure were avoided between the coordinator and a disgruntled receiver or Bill and someone who pissed off in the locker room or like what what effect did he have? getting guys to come and work that much harder because of how hard he was working. There's all right. this, this impact that you can't, you can't tangibly, you know, put, put a value on, but it's real. And, and you hear the guys in Tampa Bay talk about him sending texts out the week before the Super Bowl or through the playoffs. And how do you not work hard when the greatest player to ever play is sending you texts telling you to work hard. Like, what, what you're going to save those for your grandkids. Like what else do you do? Huge. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a uh, Mike Lombardi um, had some thoughts in a column. I thought were interesting. He talked about the 49ers and he said, John Lynch likes Sam Darnold. He does. And John Lynch likes Deshaun Watson even more. Um, but if you go make a move on Darnold and you have a chance for Deshaun Watson, you're going to kick yourself for years. And I thought about this. Kyle Shanahan has a history of taking C running backs and making them B running backs and taking B quarterbacks and making them A quarterbacks. And so there's no reason for John Lynch to go get a first round pick on a running back because Kyle and Mike Shanahan's career, this is why Belichick often moved off to me, good defensive linemen, because Belichick's always been able to generate a pass rush even without star rush ends. There's no reason to pay for Khalil Mack. There was no reason to pay. The Patriots always create discomfort for opposing quarterbacks. Whether they get sacks, they always create hurries. Right. And so my theory is Belichick has moved off pass rushers when they get expensive because his sense is, this, pos- this is what I do very, very well. I elevate through my scheme. Shanahan similarly. And I, and I think to myself, you could get Darnold right now a C quarterback and elevate him with your acumen and your coaching to a B quarterback. I mean, that's what Garoppolo essentially is. Darnold has more raw tools, I think, than Garoppolo and has been healthier. So why go get an A quarterback, give up three or four first-round picks, maybe starters, when Garoppolo and Darnold are similar and you already got to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo? Do you, that kind of reasoning, if you were, you know, the, the way coaches think sometimes, just your thoughts on well, my opinion there. Yeah, it's it's going to be how much better is he than the guy you have? So is 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 Darnold going to be a significant upgrade over Garoppolo? And you could, you know, 
depends how the building feels. You can probably make arguments e either way. Um, but Garoppolo's done more than, than Darnold has. But when you have a chance to go get an elite guy, if your scheme and your ability is already taking the B or the C's and turning them into B's, and then you get an A, think about the impact that can have. So, and I don't think Bills necessarily come off pass rushers. Um, you know, probably values flexibility more than one just yes. skill set. And I think that that can be a limiting factor. But from a coaching perspective, if you can go get an A, knowing that your scheme and the things that you do has a chance to elevate that guy to an A plus or, or make you, you know, ex significantly explosive, the greatest show on turf that, you know, that those type of numbers I and mean, be hard not to get into that mix. Yeah. Especially if he's a so, good dude. Um, yeah. Deshaun's a good dude. Yeah. You know, listen, it's always been, you know, this, I, 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 it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I, I had a commentary where I said the, the Boston Celtics have become the Green Bay Packers is that they live below their means. They put money away in the 401k. They draft and develop very well, but they're safe. They're a little safe. I mean, let's face it. Green Bay could get JJ Watt. You have to manipulate the cap. Everybody manipulates the cap. You can figure out ways to manipulate the cap. And in the end, the Packers have won Super Bowl in 15 years. And the Boston Celtics keep getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. But Brooklyn goes out and gets Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And, and now Boston looks like, like uh, you know, a third-tier club. And what is how do you reconcile the balance between draft well, develop, be smart, put your money away, 401k, and sometimes, fuck, you just got to go for it. <laughs> you got to do a Brooklyn. Something like the Rams with Stafford. We're just going to go for it. We're going to get better. How do you, as a, as a smart guy, well, they, it, what well, is that when balance you, When like? you look at their success over the last four or five years, how many times have they been to the NFC Championship game? Three, I think. That's pretty impressive. And I know it's not not winning the Super Bowl, but to be in a position every single year where you can compete for A, the playoffs, and then B, you know, to go deep into the playoffs, that's really what every organization wants. Now, drafting a quarterback in the first round when you've got Aaron Rodgers and you know he's going to be there yeah. for two or three years, that's a 401k play. And, and you could sit back and say, well, what if they had done something explosive with that pick that could have helped this year would have made the difference in, in yeah the game. i mean because my my argument eric is we have to be honest about windows because as you know in the nfl you've got certain salaries certain guys are going to leave aaron jones now may leave yep. could i not make the argument okay this window here with Devonte adams you can afford Devonte adams aaron jones and aaron Rodgers. that window may be two years you you may be out of that window I could argue Christian Kirksey was your free agent last year. You already released him. Like, if it's like you're getting guys that are like CB guys. I mean, Preston Smith, good player. But the, when you get a Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and that O-line, boy, that, that, that you may never get a player as good as Devontae Adams on the outside, right? Yeah, but you've also got the luxury of having Aaron Rodgers, who took over for Brett Favre. They've had... They, they've had the biggest piece of this puzzle for a long time in terms of outstanding quarterback play. Now, you you could also say that the, the decision last year was a little bit of a, a uh, shot to, to Rodgers. You know, Aaron was, was very strong. You had a rookie head coach. He obviously was responsible for a significant amount of, of their success, if not overcoming rookie head coaching. And to draft a quarterback is a little bit of shots fired in terms of saying the organization is bigger than you and everybody is replaceable. And that's, you know, obviously they see something unique in the, in the talent, but it's a pretty strong message too with a guy like Aaron Rodgers with that much amount of contract. And did that, did that motivate him? Did that change him? Did that give him something that it pushed him that much harder this year? 
I don't know. I think people are what they are. I mean, like Aaron is what he is. He's always been a little cocky. I read those stories about he used to poke Brett Favre in the ribs. <laughs> I think sometimes I think sometimes Green Bay is trying to fix Aaron Rodgers. And my takeaway is Aaron's his his DNA, his genetic makeup, his family background. You're not going to fix him. Like Tom Brady comes to you, and this is not to say that Bill Belichick doesn't get some credit, but Tom Brady's parents get a lot of the credit. He's a good kid, and Aaron Rodgers is cocky and can struggle with his own family. You're not going to fix that. That's just who he is. No, no, I don't think I'm not arguing you're going to fix it. But when you put someone behind him, when you when you bring in someone that that's legitimate competition, that doesn't necessarily fix someone, but it does. It does typically light a fire you know you may you're, you're just saying all right we're not going to fix you but we're going to find an alternative to you if you don't want to do what we're asking you to do you know it's it you know because someone who's unfixable and empowered they're a nightmare yeah you ever had one of those guys <laughs> we we've all we've all had those guys i learned a long time ago that you want to pay not just your best players, but your best people. Now it's different than other sports because you can get out of NFL contracts easier. But when you, when you paid a guy a bunch of money and he's, you know, not a great guy and empowered, terrible, terrible. Cause the fines don't mean anything. Nothing, nothing means anything. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. By the way, you want my take on UFOs? <laughs> I would love Thanks you. for asking. I would love your take on UFOs. So I, I don't believe them. Uh, I believe in them. <clears throat> what I think they are are two things. First of all, 
space junk. Um, when you get away from cities and you don't have light pollution and you go out to the country, you can see everything in the sky and there's falling stars and there's debris and there's space junk and it flies through. I In college in Eastern Washington University, I was going to Spokane from Cheney with six guys. Dan Shelton was one of the guys. Brent Weaker was one of the guys. Jeff Bradbury was one of the guys. We were driving my car, a Buick, like a 1965 Buick. And, and we turned and looked to the right. True story. We turned and looked to the right. And in the night sky, Saturday night, there was a slow moving. It looked like it, it was a it was it wasn't a comic comet. It was 20 times the size of a comet. And it was moving How to the right of the you? sky. We no, we were all 21. In college? So here's the funny thing. Yep. We hadn't had a drink. yet. Oh, OK, not yet. <laughs> so. So what was it? So I, I always figured it was just, you know, who knows? 30 years later, I am watching Hugh Downs, Barbara Walters. It's like 2020. It was a news magazine. And I don't know exactly what the story was, but they told this story of this rock that came and banged into a car in Pennsylvania. And they, they told about this stuff. It, it was a story about stuff that falls out of the sky. Yeah. And they gave the date on it. And they said it was back in, you know, 1991 or whatever it was. And that was the year. So it was, so I literally was watching it and I'm like, I went to the internet and I'm like, wait a minute. And it was about that time of the year. It was the same year. So I was watching, it was a big, I mean, as anything goes through the atmosphere, it shrinks because it burns off and it still destroyed a car in Pennsylvania. That's how oh big it God. was. So, so I believe, first of all, most of it is space junk. The second thing I think is that the other half of it is our government testing stuff. They're trying to keep it covert and hidden, but you can't in America because everybody's got right. a phone. And I think that because when I used to work in Las Vegas, there was a reporter named Dan Burns. And he kept having these sightings for two years from these triangular things. And we all thought he was out of his gourd. And he's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Something's going on. It became the stealth. Oh, really? The stealth yeah. was black. Didn't get picked up by radar. And in Nevada, they were testing it all over the desert. And if you saw it, it looked like a spaceship. And so about two or three years later, they started flying it over football games and it was used in a war in the Middle East. So that's my theory. It's space junk or it's military aircraft or military experiments trying to become, you know, wartime uh, defense mechanisms for our country. Yeah. What, what, Do you have a theory yeah, on UFOs? Well, what is SpaceX has, what, a thousand satellites in the air right now? And they're get, and they're going to add like another uh, however many thousand. Think about how many countries are putting satellites in the air. Think about the volume of drones that exist now and, and the, the level of drone testing because they're going to use it for Amazon delivery and everything else. And I would imagine if there was a UFO, if there was somebody visiting this planet, you would think they'd go to one of the city centers, you know, New York, L.A., you know, one of the where where was this scene? Where was where was Baker's sighting? Was that? In a big city, uh, or it was, it was like over a lake in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think I think they might want to push towards bigger city. That that'd be, <laughs> I mean, I would I would think if they had figured out a way to to visit Earth to be covert to that they'd probably want to check out the the most action. I always get I get very defensive when they assure me that if there is life beyond our planet, it's always smarter than us, and I'm like. I don't know. We're pretty smart, aren't we? We we create all this stuff, all these spaceships. How do we know there's a planet out there and it's just full of mouth breathers? You know, they don't know what the hell they're doing. So you saw recently that they're going to have that that uh, hotel in space, right? In like 2027. Is that going to be part of not your... interested? Whatsoever. <laughs> You're not going to be on that. I don't even. I gotta be honest with you. The only good thing about hotels is you can order room service. That's what I love about hotels. The rest of it, I've been staying in one for three weeks now because I'm moving houses. It's lonely and sad. 
So why would I want to go to a space hotel? I can barely tolerate the ones here. Okay, well, what would you do if your wife says, hey, this is something I've always wanted to do. I really want to share this experience with you. Let's go do this. I'd say, you know what, sweetheart? Why don't you go first? Come back and tell me how it went. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to hear that conversation. (laughs) All right, coach. Uh, Great talking to you. This is fun. I like your hotel room. It looks nice. It's not that nice. I mean, it's it's a nice hotel, but it's, you know, it's, I, I don't have my dogs. I don't have my kids. I don't have my, my wife to hang out yep. with. You don't want to drink alone in a hotel. No. Th- that's a problem. And it's not like that's, you can, I mean, you can go outside, but I'm sure the, it's just, it's just such a different experience with COVID too, where everything's compressed. Drag. Yeah. Drag. Yeah. All right, buddy. Good to see hey, you. Hey, great talking to you, Colin. All right, everybody, we hope you enjoyed our extraterrestrial Colin Coward podcast with Eric Mangini. Remember, follow us on social media at The Volume Sports. That's at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Rate us, review us, criticize us, love us, do whatever, embrace us. And then hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great weekend. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.